The choices we make can alter our destinies. for the gift on the road to your destiny. Thank you for joining us here today at Brothers of the Word because brother, you need the word. <laughs> amen. And today, amen. The prophetic gift is upon me, but I'm going to press forward. Amen. Just to give you a little nugget. Amen. I probably won't be able to finish it all, but to give you a nugget of what God has given me. Amen. And today we're going to just talk about Briefly, amen, from the topic, the gift. Hallelujah. Some of you still are old school. Amen. So we have a subtopic to follow that up on. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. on the road to your destiny. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. the gift. John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but be the savior of this world. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, and shall he do what he has said? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? I'm here to tell you today, you better hold on to what God has promised you. He said, for some of you, what I have promised to you is coming this upcoming year. Pastor started to talk about it earlier. What God has promised for some of you is coming in 2023. Hallelujah. If you think not, hold on to your faith. Hold on to your promises. Hold on. Get ready. Get ready. It's coming. It's coming in Jesus name. Look at your name and say neighbor. It's coming. Ephesians 1 and 11 says in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. How many of you need an inheritance? Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to praise his glory who first trusted in Christ. We as Christians all know the story of baby Jesus being promised to be born of a Virgin Mary, to be the redeemer and the light of the world so that we as sinners would be born again. How many of you are born again? Cleansed of our sins by and through Christ's birth, his death and his resurrection. We have been sanctified, purified, washed in his blood, adopted in his kingdom Shielded by his mercy, saved by his grace. Somebody better give God some praise. (laughs) Shielded by his mercy, saved by his grace. Nothing we did to deserve it. Nothing we did to earn it. Nothing that we could have purchased in Macy's. 
nothing that we could have went out and bought at the Wendy's drive-thru. But it was God's grace and his mercy that we are standing here today. Because of his love for us, God sent his only begotten son. He sent him from heaven to earth. Hallelujah. To enjoy every good thing that he has promised us on earth as it is in heaven. He's our gift. He is the true gift. He is the gift that has been given to us. He is the gift that keeps on giving. He is the gift that no matter where you are in your life, he's always going to be ready for you to open it. He's not a present that you can open and discard the paper. But he is a present that lives inside of you. He's the present that will speak with you, talk with you, walk with you, be with you, heal you, guide you, lead you, direct you, sacrifice his life for you. He is the ultimate gift. There's no other gift as beautiful. Your wife may be the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen. Michelle, he is the perfect gift. He's more beautiful than your husband. He's more beautiful than your children. He's patient. He's kind. He's loving. He is the prince of peace. You can't get on his nerves. You can't frustrate him. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He is the ultimate gift. He is here this morning. Your gift is here this morning. Your sacrifice of leaving home and leaving presents under the Christmas tree or leaving presents beside the fireplace to come and worship the gift is going to open doors that you don't even realize for next year. It's going to change some of the instances and foundational situations that you're dealing with on next year because of your sacrifice. You're sacrificing your presence for the gift. You're trusting the gift over worldly possessions. You're acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the ultimate present. You're acknowledging to everyone in this room that you trust God more than that bacon, eggs, toast, grits, waffles, pancakes. Some of you want to eat. Some of you probably already ate before you got here. I couldn't eat. But you're trusting him. Above material possessions. He's covering you right now with his holiness. Some of you need his glory. Some of you need just a touch of his glory. Some of you have been going through aches and pains and trials and tribulations on this year. Not just this year, but this morning. You're healed in Jesus' name. Some of you have been dealing with depression on just this morning. You're healed in Jesus' name. Some of you have been dealing with suicidal thoughts this morning. You're healed in Jesus' name. Some of you don't know which way to turn and your mind is about to break, but you're healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We are encouraged through the word of God that unto us a child was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Born of the Virgin Mary, you know the story, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead, and buried, but rose again on the third day, descended into hell, and took the keys from Satan. He took the kingdom of hell from Satan. 
ascended into heaven to change the foundation of this world. Look at your name and say, neighbor. Jesus changed the landscape. Not only did he change the landscape, but he changed destinies through his life, death, and resurrection. He changed the destiny of the virgin handmaiden. See, she was a simple person, didn't have a whole lot, was a handmaiden, was a servant, but he made her the mother of all mothers. Didn't have a fancy wardrobe, but he adorned her with glory. Didn't have a whole lot to give, but he gave her ultimate life and life everlasting. He changed the very destiny of Mary. She became mother of our Lord and Savior. She is the most remembered mother in the Bible. What kind of sacrifice did she go through to just trust God in a word spoken from an unknown stranger? Not realizing at first that it was an angel of the Lord, but was startled, was conflicted in her spirit of what she heard and what she was hearing, but trusted God. Destiny is defined as the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future or the hidden power believed to control what will happen in the future. Destiny involves what is going to happen, what has to happen and what is meant to be. See, Jesus' destiny was to be the ultimate gift, to be the ultimate gift for man to be our Lord and our Savior, to be our Redeemer. How many of you know our Redeemer lives? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, our Redeemer lives. Destiny is foreordained or predetermined. God's destiny for your life is an invitation to be his children that he can provide protect, and live with you on heaven and earth. Simply stated, destiny is the predetermined path God has set for our lives. But the choices we make can alter our destinies. See, we have the power to change our destinies by our choices, free will, by forgetting our gift at home, by leaving him on our jobs, by leaving him in the grocery store, By leaving him in the parking lot of Falcon Stadium. (laughs) He's not looking at me. (laughs) Take him with you everywhere you go. He's your gift. He's going to always be where you left him. Look at your name and say, neighbor, you need to go back and pick him up. You know where you left him. I don't know. Your neighbor doesn't know. But you know and God knows the last place you dropped him off. Is he with you this morning? Let me see some hands. Is he with you this morning? Everybody's hand not raised. (laughs) If he's with you this morning, you took him with you. You brought him to church with you. He's tabernacling with you right now. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to not harm you, plans to give you. Hope and a future. Here's a spiritual nugget. We have to walk in and with God on a daily. We have to walk in God and with God on a daily. Another spiritual nugget. We should have a regular daily dose of the Holy Ghost. You should tabernacle with him on a daily basis. 
It is our decisions and not our circumstances that determine our destinies. That's why we as Christian believers must have our steps ordered by God. That's why David in Psalms 119 said, for God to order his steps in the word and let not his iniquity have dominion over him. Meaning don't wallow in your sin. God knows that we have sin, but he doesn't want us to wallow like pigs. He knows we got some dirt on us, but he doesn't want us to get in the pig sty. He doesn't want us to be full of mud and clutter. He wants to at least see a clean spot. You may have a blemish, but he doesn't want you to be completely dirty. Because if you're completely dirty, that means you hadn't taken him with you in a long, long time. But don't wallow in your sin, but shake the dust off and move forward. The songwriter says, order my steps in thy word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. In the book of Luke, we see that the destiny for Mary's life was drastically changed after she was visited by the angel Gabriel. She will be the mother of the gift. Having blind faith to believe and trust what God was saying to her through his angel. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, where is God trying to take you to? What is God saying to you? Destiny is at your door because Jesus is your destiny. Yea, he stands at the door and knocks. Are you going to let him in? Or are you going to close the blinds, turn off the lights and hide like we do when people come to our door? Not going to call any denominations or ministries or churches, but we know we hide. We pull the blinds. Turn off the lights. Sit down. That's what my dad used to tell me. Don't go to that door. Sit down somewhere. Turn off the lights. Close the blinds. Sit down and be quiet. They will leave if you don't make noise. I can tell you one thing. I tried that one time and I dropped whatever I was holding at the time. I was going to the door and I looked out the door and I had something in my hand, dropped it. They were getting ready to walk away. I dropped it. They turned around and rung the doorbell and knocked on the door. And I laid down on the floor because I didn't want nothing else to drop. And I didn't want nothing else to bring them back to my door. But I'm sure Mary had some doubts of disbelief, but she was a willing vessel to be used by God for his glory. Believing that the gift from God was to be the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, she trusted that she was on the right path to her destiny. Another spiritual nugget, when the heads of the house get in line with God's word, the whole family prospers. If you're a single person and you're the head of your house, when you get in line with God's word, your entire household prospers. If you're a married couple, when you get in line with each other and God's word, your family prospers. Are you willing to sacrifice for your family? Joseph had to sacrifice what he most likely thought should have been his right to be the father of Mary's baby. How many men in the house? How many men, if your virgin fiance came to you and said she was pregnant, 
and it was the immaculate conception. Would you believe them? I don't even know if I could raise my hand to that. Knowing what the word says, would I believe that God planted a seed? But he believed in what his fiancés told him, what his engaged and promise told him. He believed and allowed God's will to be done. He trusted that he was on the right path to his destiny. Are you willing to trust the path that God has placed you on? Ask yourself that question. Jesus being the true gift that God gave us wants us to first seek God for our destiny. Isaiah 55, 6 says to seek ye the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. On the road to your destiny, it may not always be shiny. It's not always paved. Some of you from the country, you know dirt roads. It's not always paved with gold, but sometimes there will be bumps. There will be potholes on your road. Sometimes you have to travel across some turmoils. That's when Jesus will send his guiding light or star to lighten your path. He will remind you that your destiny is straightway. Look at your name and say, neighbor, what street are you traveling on? Are you where God wants you to be? Spiritual nugget, is it easier to earnestly seek the road to your destiny or trespass on someone else's road? Is it easier to be on your own path or ride caravan on somebody else's road? Every once in a while, you may have to make a pit stop and refuel on your road to your destiny. Refresh yourself. Get some nourishment by seeking God through prayer and fasting, studying your word, communing with God, coming to church. My Bible tells me even Jesus got weary traveling on his road. See, Jesus had a road of destiny. John 4, 5 through 30 talks about Jacob's well was there and so Jesus was. Jesus was weary from his travel, sat down beside a well. Now, why would he sit down when the water was right there? He was weary. He was tired. Couldn't even draw his own water. So he sat down. That's all saying that you can bleed them to water, but you can't make them drink. But see, Jesus is the water. He is the life everlasting. His thirst was only temporary. He wanted someone to come along and feast on the living water. Taking the opportunity to witness and testify to someone else. Could have drawn his own water to drink, but saw an opportunity. Saw an opportunity to save a soul. Knew that a Samaritan woman would come along in just a short while. Spiritual nugget, help someone else along the way. Don't be selfish. I got mine, you get yours. So many of us can be selfish at times, myself included. But give first and it'll be given back to you. And at the word, press down, shaking together and run it over. Shall men give back into your bosom for the same measure that you gave. God will return it to you, multiply. Jesus asked the Samaritan woman to give him a drink. Why? Because he saw an opportunity to fulfill her destiny. Sometimes we have to recharge under his glory before getting back on the road. Gather and commune with like-minded saints to re-solidify the purpose in Christ. During the pit stops, you have to watch out for faith stillers, soul jackers, 
dream crushers, destiny killers, trying to snatch the very essence of God from your life. Matthew 16, 26 says, Jesus said, for what is a man profited if he gain the whole world but lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? John 10 and 10 says, for the thief cometh not but for to kill or to steal and to destroy. The enemy wants to take from you what God has promised. Example, sexual immorality, lack of self-control, pride, unforgiveness, rebellion, bitterness, compromising your faith and principles to destroy your destiny. On your road to your destiny, it is a restricted access highway, meaning everyone can't travel with you. It's okay to go on the freeway from time to time. It gets us there quicker, some would say. But there are so much more obstacles on that freeway. Accidents, traffic jams. Sometimes you may just need to take the road less traveled. Take the country road. See the beauty along the journey. Your destiny is not intended for anyone else but you. Stop trying to carry baggage from past relationships on your road. Leave them in the landfill where they belong. If it was bad enough to leave, leave it in the trash. Stop going back and picking it up. Some of you are stuck on the road to your destiny because of a self-inflicted roadblock. See, you can't stay on the freeway where everyone is traveling and everything is happening. But to get to where God wants you to be, you have to turn on your restricted access road. Sometimes you may have to pay a toll, but when you are in Jesus and he is your Lord and Savior, he already has paid the price. He has given you the holy pass, something that peach pass, sun pass, easy pass can't give you. You don't have to stop at every obstacle, but you can walk and ride in the cruise lane. Ride in the cruise lane with Jesus. He can take you over, under, around, and through any obstacles that may be in your path. That's what the gift does. He makes a way out of no way. He makes the crooked straight. He makes the sad happy. He heals the sick. He delivers you from bondage and that you may be free. He is the gift. More than enough. What road are you on? I don't know about you, but I'm choosing the path that God has for me. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, your gift is here. Your hope is here. The hope of glory is here. The hope of destiny is here. And your enemies can't stand because you took the gift and brought him with you. When the enemy tries to bind you on your road, just because Jesus is with you doesn't mean the enemy won't lurk. But when he comes to bind you on your road, and you can't think of any other words to say, remember the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and glory forever and ever. You are my destiny in you. I trust the gift on the road to your destiny.
give God some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. On your destiny's road. Your gift is on the road. The gift of gifts is on the road. No more weeping, no more sadness, no more crying. He's on the road. He can take all your pain away. Turn your midnights into day. Turn your grays into sunshine. He is the sun, the S-O-N. Shining brighter than the S-U-N. Feeling warmer than the S-U-N. More comforting than the S-U-N. He can hide your sin. Cleanse you forevermore. If there's one that want to come now. You know you left Jesus somewhere along the road. You dropped him off on a pit stop. Didn't pick him up when you told him you were coming back. He's still waiting. That's the thing about him. He doesn't just leave and try to catch another ride. He waits where you left him. When you promised him that you were coming back two hours ago, a week ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, he's still waiting in that same location that you promised him you were going to be back. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. If you ask yourself or ask someone else, where is Jesus? If you're honest with yourself, you know where he is. Because if you're a child of God, you know where you left him. If you want him back, start right now picking him up. He's here right now. I already told you he was here. So you don't have to go back to where you once were to get him back. He's here right now. You can come. This is the time. This is the hour. God will be with you. This coming year is going to be great for some of you. This coming year will be fortified for most of you. The ark is open for all of you. You just got to walk in and trust the Lord that you left behind. Trust the Lord that you may not even know and come to the opening of the work. For your destiny is tied up in the gift. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the word. Amen. Give God some praise. Amen.
You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled The Gift, subtitled On the Road to Your Destiny by Dexter Harden. This message is number 6613. That's 6613. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6613 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Brothers of the Word.